Robins at the Gate with Sky Sports and Five Lives Michelle Owen. Proudly sponsored by Mansion Bet, your favourite place to bet. Get £20 in free bets when you join today and bet £10 on any sport. Always bet on red with Mansion Bet. New customers only. Minimum first bet of £10 at odds of evens or greater from a UK debit card. For £5 free bets valid for seven days. Full terms at mansionbet.com. 18 plus. Be gamble aware. Welcome along to you, Robins at the Gate with myself, Michelle Owen, and Greg Orman McGregor from Bristol Live, who's been very, very busy over the last few days. Uh, this week, we will look back on Saturday's awful game and if that did force the board to act even quicker. Nigel Pearson's appointment is a big talking point, of course, but only to the end of the season. I've got a great story that you may have seen doing the rounds on the internet about Nigel Pearson as well. And we'll look back on the great win at Borough. It feels so positive this week. It's brilliant. Uh, why did the players suddenly perform, though? We've got to ask that. And previewing Saturday against Swansea as well. So, Gregor, welcome along. It has been a very busy week for you, that's for sure. And this time last week, we were sat talking about what happened on Tuesday evening when Dean Holden was relieved of his duties. A week later, there's a very different change of mood, that's for sure. Unfortunately, obviously, the fans can't come in at the moment, but... They have made their voices heard over the appointment of Nigel Pearson, which we will come on to very shortly. But just want to look back on what happened in Saturday's match against Barnsley. We were both there. We saw every kick. And wow. I mean, if anything, it was even worse than the Tuesday evening, wasn't it? So do you think such a dire performance with just one shot on target from Marajiju from, what, 30 yards straight at the keeper no urgency at all. Do you think that might have forced the board to act quicker or were they well on their way by then already? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I think I agree with you. The, the last seven days have just been incredible, really, from a Bristol City supporters' perspective. And yeah, last this time last week, everything was so um, glum and now everything looks so rosy and, and so much <laughs> better. And yeah, you're right. I, I think that performance at the weekend definitely quickened Things obviously, Steve Lansdowne had come out on the Friday and said that basically they were going to take their time to get things right, and within 48 hours they were on the brink of appointing someone. So that didn't quite add up. But to be fair to the the club, they obviously did have the recruitment process in the summer. They said that they had 12 names, possibly more, long list that they were looking at in summer. Um, and the, yeah, in the summer. Yep. Uh, so no, this time, this time Th- around, this time, wow, um, 12 yeah. Steve Lansdowne explained that on Friday night. So that's that's why it's a little bit com, um, confusing that, that everything speeded up. But uh, I, I think, well, I know that they sounded out um, some other people, not mm-hmm. just initial interest in um, Eddie Howe was one, but he wasn't interested. Um, yeah, and I, I think he's was for Premier League, ideally, isn't he? Yeah, and I think there was some exploratory talks with Slavisa Jokanovic. Not actually... Yeah. Not not with Jokanovic, actually, I should clarify that. Just checking the situation just, sort of thing. Yeah, just to see if he would be available. I don't think he's going to go anywhere until the summer. And, no, um, I think he's in quite a cushy position where he is. Yeah, in, in Qatar. And he might he might well come back to a championship club, possibly Bournemouth or somewhere, but in the summer. Um, so, yeah, anyway, they did their due diligence. They spoke to other people in, um, who were interested. And, yeah, Nigel Pearson quickly became top of their list. And yeah, he's available now, which is brilliant. Um, it all went very smoothly, and yeah, Mark Ashton made the initial call to him. There was a there was um, good chemistry between the, the the two because he will have to work closely with Mark Ashton. 
And yeah, it's moved very quickly. Obviously, he was in. We all knew about it on Monday and he was there on Tuesday meeting the players at the hotel. See, I was wondering with the Borough game how much of an influence he had because it was a watching brief from the stands. So technically he wasn't in charge, but, you know, he must have had some sort of impact on last night because it was such a transformation. Just before we talk about um, last night, I've got a fan review to play us from Robin Stato. But before I do that, just to... Just, just to give you the best anecdote I found about Nigel Pearson, okay? And you may have seen this one. It's on the TalkSport website, and it's from Stuart Pearce, and he revealed this um, December 2019. And Stuart Pearce said about Nigel Pearson, every summer he used to go away on his own on a walking holiday. One year he went to Transylvania. He got the train and went out to Transylvania and was warned if he goes walking in the mountains, there are wolves and bears, that type of thing. He got surrounded by a pack of wolves. This is a true story. He backed himself up to a hedge to stop them getting behind him. He gouged one of their eyes out and broke another's jaw and managed to get away. He said if they managed to get behind him, they would have killed him. I mean... I think that's the best anecdote I found. And uh, my, my husband showed it to me and I was like, I'm sorry, what? Stuart Pearce says it's a true story. So over the coming weeks, as we get to know Nigel Pearson, we need to find out if that is a true story. That perhaps gives you a bit of his character. Like very, he's a tough man, isn't he, Gregor, from, from what we know and what we've read about him? He is, yeah. He, I think I've read before that he said he, he would probably be like something like an RAF navigator if he, if he wasn't working in football and he's a real outdoor uh, he's a real outdoor pursuits person he's been based down in Devon uh, Bitterford I believe for uh, quite yep. a, a while now Family it's, about, uh, it's about a two hour drive from Bristol that is yeah and and he, he's very much into his trekking out, outdoor swimming he's done at times I think Henry Winter did a, an interview where he ended up doing outdoor swimming with him and we might see him yeah, in the Marine Lake at Clevedon, like Dean Holden did. Maybe he's been doing horse horse riding was his um, one oh. of his last pursuits at the end of the year. Apparently, I read in an interview. So not your yeah. standard football coach. No, exactly. This is a guy I think who exudes leadership. That was one of the things Bristol City brought him in for, and I think yeah, he'll he'll supply all that in absolute spades. Uh, and yeah. it's all good, really, because I think the club maybe does need a little bit of that and. Yeah, just no doubt that a lot of that is going to rub off on the players. And I think it goes beyond football as well. It just needs that guiding light and, and hopefully Nigel Pearson can provide that. So last night, uh, we were recording on Wednesday morning against Middlesbrough, was, was quite something. Robin Stato has provided a 60-second fan review for us. So let's just hear that now. Hi guys, Robin Stato. Uh, this is the post-match review for the uh, Robins of the Gate podcast. Obviously, a fantastic result last night. 3-1 against the Borough. We love a good away trip on side. Nigel Pearson watching from the stands. It was a fantastic performance. Second half, we dealt with the game well. Closed out. Game management, which hasn't been there recently, and especially in sort of our defensive shape, we were so much tighter and better at uh, stopping the chances from Borough. I just thought, I thought it was fantastic. I thought Towler was absolutely brilliant. There was no like left-sided weakness today, and that's something that we haven't seen for a few weeks. And Mariapa as a centre-back is exactly where I thought we should have played him this season because he's been in the Premier League there for two or three years, and we brought him in and we played him at right-back and left-back. I just thought... Yeah. But yeah, much better performance. I'm happy. Nigel Pearson didn't look too happy though, <laughs> even though we were 3-0 up. So yeah, 
very exciting being a City fan at the moment and I'm looking forward to uh, Saturday now against Swansea, which is something I haven't been able to say for a long time. Yeah, Nigel Pearson is quite the poker face. Big thank you to Robin Stato for that one who uh, got in touch with us on Twitter. If you want to find him on Twitter, he's at Robin Stato. So that was a great analysis. I've got to say the 60 second fan reviews we do are always fantastic and on the money. And, and that was very accurate because it picked up on the left-sided um, positioning that Gregor, we wanted to talk about anyway. And as much as we were sad to see Dean Holden go, um, one thing I, I always wondered about is why he didn't pay, play Thomas Callis left centre-back because he was offering that cover, I suppose, for Towler, for Riley Towler, who's only 18, to have a little bit more licence. And having Callis behind you, you know, I'd imagine gives you a lot of confidence. And like Robin Stato said there, Mariapa in the middle, sort of a no-brainer really, isn't it? Why has it not been done before, I wonder? Yeah, you're right. It's just those little tweaks that can sometimes make the difference. I, th- I thought that was a, a really great move last night by the coaching team. So, yeah, full credit to them. Obviously, as you say, Callas just reads the play so well. And so he came across, there was a couple of times, just just filling in behind Towler yeah. when it was needed. They also had um, Adam Nagy um, running across running from the, everywhere. From the centre. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was so brilliant. What a he was shift. so brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was really great last night. So much energy, non-stop industry across the midfield and really helping out Towler as well. And as you say, yeah, I thought Riley Towler was brilliant. I thought there was that tack away. He got back and nipped in ahead of Cabano to stop him shooting. But I thought he did brilliantly in the one-on-one against um, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang, who we obviously know mm-hmm. well from Cardiff yeah. and has done well against City in the past. And he didn't let him get past him once. So, so it was a brilliant shift down there. And you're right, finally, they, they, they found a working solution on the left-hand side. And and basically being able to shore up that flank and, and Hunt doing well on the other side. And I, I thought there was a great balance between the midfield as well. I thought Backinson was superb. And Palmer, Palmer was good as well. And the three of them just helped helped City counter and, and finally this was maybe one of the biggest things for me as well it looked like they had a, a decent working strike partnership yes. in attack but Jeju and, and Wells yeah Jeju was uh, on a hat-trick but came off with a knock we don't think it's that serious we're, wait- <laughs> we're waiting to hear as we have been all season and it's not been good news for many injuries but hopefully that is just the knock but yeah Jeju and Wells scoring I mean it's a long long time since that happened in a game and it just looked coherent. I, there is something that gets me, Gregor, here. And I think there's a, there's a few ways you can account for it, okay? But I'll say it first. What is the difference from seven days ago when many of these players turned out against Barnsley and they were really poor? They didn't put a shift in, in, in my opinion. I'm not saying they weren't trying their best, but they didn't put a shift in like they did last night. It looked so different. And... I don't, I'm not saying that was intentional, perhaps, but some might look at it and say, oh, well, they just weren't playing for Dean Holden. But to their, you know, to defend the players, is it that Nigel Pearson has walked into the hotel, walked into the dressing room and said something? Because football is a mental game as well. And, and it's just a little switch in their minds that has made them put that sort of performance out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I do feel sorry for Dean Holden and, and I do think he got it right at the beginning. Obviously, he got those four wins in a row and it was probably playing a, sim, a similar system to we saw uh, yesterday uh, against Borough. But 
for me, he had so much bad luck with the injuries, which obviously had a huge effect. But it was a little bit more than just injuries. I thought there were too many, too many changes of sides and a few tactical tweaks didn't quite make sense. Such as yeah, the, the back three makeup. I should say that Mariapa was superb last night. I thought actually mm-hmm. in the in the middle of the three, and I've been pretty um, not not exactly scathing, but I, I haven't really seen what he's added to the team since he's he's come in. But last night I thought that really suited him, where he could use his experience to to mop up at the back there. Yeah, and and for Holden, it didn't really work out in those last few weeks, and I, I couldn't understand some of the decisions that were being made. For example, Narky Wells last night exploding into form. Well, who would have thought that? Like playing him through the middle where, instead of being out wide. It, it's just those things, you know. And not too sure what he gained from and from playing arguably his most dangerous player away from the centre. So. Yeah. Last night it was more maybe a case of back to basics and and yeah just playing people in their right positions apart from the left where they haven't really got anyone at the moment about and bringing in Towler to do a job there. But you're right as well. There's the psychological aspect in in terms of having the new man now. We see this so often in football though that you bring in the new guy and and maybe it just doubles the the efforts of the players a little bit because they know they've got to win their place back and really everything's up for grabs again then. So maybe just as simply as that, it being an audition then made the difference. Just just on fam, I think he's going to be all right. They said they said he was he was expected to be okay after the game last night, but they'll they'll confirm later. Um uh, and yeah, and on Nigel Pearson, he met the players in the afternoon. They stayed at the, the Gisborough Hall Hotel just outside Middlesbrough. He went there. He had a few words with the team. Um just just uh, apparently the, the main message was and this was explained by Keith Downing after the game, was just for the guys to show their best and, and to give the best of themselves, showcase their ability in the game against Borough. And a lot of them did that. But mad that Paul Simpson and Keith Downing said, they basically said the same thing at the weekend. <laughs> and they didn't get a reaction then. But someone else comes in and says it, and bang, it's, it's quite incredible. But, you know, he's got a reputation for getting the best out of players. He has, he has. I mean... You look at his credentials, and I, I, he was definitely up there for me as one of the top people I would have wanted to come in and take this job because yeah. he's got he's got those promotions on the CV, obviously a League One, a Championship, and also put the foundations in for that great Leicester City side, as we all know. So yeah, he's he's got the leadership. He's he's done it at Championship level. He's got the experience. 60 games, I believe, managing Premier League games. He's got even foreign experience out in Belgium. So, yeah, I just I wrote about this last week. I just think he really will be that breath of fresh air that Steve Lansdowne explained the club needed in the summer. But for whatever reason, and I, I, I don't think the Dean Holden um, time, looking back on that, I know, I know it may, in the fullness of time, we might look on that and say, why on earth did they go in that route? I, I don't begrudge the club going in that direction. I, I thought, I, I disagree with them at the time that maybe just minor tweaks were needed to, to advance where Lee Johnson's work and given that they've got so much talent in the academy and had a good squad, but it hasn't worked out that way, obviously, and they've done the right thing here. They made the change early and have brought in Nigel. And I don't think they'll go down now, definitely not. Well, I was going to say how, how big is this result in terms of the table, but just before we do, just to wrap up the Borough game, one more word about Riley Towler. Uh, he had a horrible game against Watford, taken off at halftime to protect him. And then, you know, just a couple of weeks later for this to happen, it's just amazing. Like we said, how quickly football can change. And Nigel Pearson must be looking at him now and, and 
look, would you, would you start him on Saturday against Swansea? Yeah, I, I think he probably would because he's earned his place. He's done it. He's done the business on the pitch, and that's one thing that has annoyed me in the last couple of administrations that. Sometimes players haven't done stuff on the pitch and yet they've been recalled or they have done stuff on the pitch and I've been uh, left out of the side. So, yeah, I, I thought he he was great last night. He deserves to play against Swansea at the weekend again. And you're right, just bouncing back from a torrid afternoon at Watford, that, that takes character. And that's the sort of thing that Nigel Pearson will be looking for, more the, the sort of mental side of the game, just being able to show that resolve and, and, and that mental strength to cope with game after game and the pressure of, of having to put in a performance every Monday, uh, every sorry Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Well, you mentioned you think Bristol City are safe now. And, and it did feel that that was a massive three points last night. Bristol City now back in the top half, 12th, and Rotherham occupied the last relegation spot. They've got 29 points. Bristol City have 42. Rotherham do have a couple of games in hand, but it felt huge, didn't it, in terms of starting to worry about maybe trying to stay in the league? Yes, it was uh, Bristol City's... Hold on, let me just... Well, first of all, let me say they had six shots on target in the first 37 minutes, which is just incredible from what we've seen recently. It's 30 games back since the 2-2 draw at Barnsley since we've seen them have that many shots on target. So that's one thing. They lost six in a row before this in the Championship. Yeah, exactly. So they stopped the rot there, haven't they? Um, it's a roller. The rolling ten-year average is forty-five points in the championship to be safe. Oh, okay. So, so they just need by that measure. They it's only need. They would only need points. one more win. Yeah. yeah, and with Pearson coming in, I just can't see them not getting that. I think they'll get at least one, maybe a couple. So, yeah, for me. Um, it's just worked wonders They've, they're staying up because I, I thought there was a genuine fear they might get sucked into that relegation battle yeah if absolutely they things. absolutely I think and again it comes back to not playing for Dean Holden but there was a worry especially after Saturday looking at how things were going that it was all very very pessimistic and then in, in the space of 90 minutes to the change of manager I mean if anything they want to be looking up and that brings us on to Swansea on Saturday Swansea have been phenomenal they play tonight so we don't know how they've got on yet tonight but they're playing Coventry at home which you'd expect them to win but that said you would have expected this Swansea side to beat Huddersfield wouldn't you wouldn't you but they went to Huddersfield on Saturday and they lost 4-1 which is just something I didn't see coming saying that I watched them last week and um, they only just narrowly beat Nottingham Forest so it's sort of been an amazing season for them, but they haven't always performed to get the result, which is usually a sign of a good side, isn't it? But they've a couple of games in hand on, on those around them and they're sitting fourth at the moment. It's a very difficult game on, on Saturday, isn't it, Gregor? And Nigel Pearson now has, what, three days full training with the team to prepare for that one. So we, we've touched on Riley Towler. Will he change much else from what he saw against Borough? I don't think so. I don't think he needs to. It might depend, obviously, a little bit on injuries. One minor thing is that Liam Walsh was playing for the under-23s on Tuesday. So that was that's, that's great. Uh, he could be back in the reckoning. We're still yet to have Joe Williams officially ruled out for the rest of the season. But we think that 
might be the case. We'll have to see, obviously, if Bam is okay to go again. Henry Lansbury was suffering with a, um, a sore Achilles, apparently, from, from playing uh, more competitive football recently. So he was left out last night, but that he is expected to be back available for the weekend as well. So, do you so see him getting the team, though? Do you see, do you see Lansbury I, getting the no, team after no. Saturday? No, 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 definitely not. No. no, definitely not. Just those the guys did it, didn't they, at, at the Riverside? So you've got to, I, you've got to go largely with that team unless unless, unless Nigel Pearson, yeah, feels that there's any way of strengthening. I don't think he will. I think he'll have said to those guys, "You've done the business. You earn, you earn the right to play again." Um, I just want to touch there. Sorry, you mentioned Joe Williams. Um, just quickly touched on his Instagram post, which said, I'm sorry to all the Bristol City fans who were looking forward to watching me at my best this season. It hasn't been possible due to a recurring injury that I've been struggling to deal with. It's been a difficult season for me so far. I'm so used to playing football every week and that's when I'm happiest, but I feel like we finally got to the bottom of it after having scans and now I can focus on what treatments have and coming back better and stronger than I was before, which I've always done in tough moments and we'll do the same again this time around. What is the injury, Greg, or do we know? It still is 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 hamstring. That's that's the main problem. What it is exactly they mm. haven't clarified, but it's a hamstring hamstring problem. And yeah, that was very odd, and I think maybe that was one of the things that that forwarded uh, fast forwarded the, the the look for a new head coach because you've essentially got a player there who was doing his own thing, making a statement uh, that the club would would maybe not have known about. Um, maybe not. I suspect would not have been happy about either that he's that he's saying that he didn't reveal any timings to his injury, but it does suggest that he's out for a long time. Uh, it was then. I mean, I asked the assistant head coaches about that, Paul Simpson, after the game on Saturday, and he didn't know about the statement. He didn't know any further information about it or anything. So, yeah, he seemed to be in the dark. That asks a few questions of the club as well. Is everything all in sync as Strange. it should be? Very yeah, strange. maybe, maybe not. And yeah, it just seemed like there were a few divisions developing maybe around Bristol City. So I think with the Pearson appointment, it just brings everything back together, galvanises the club, and and it's a good time to do that. One interesting thing on just on Nigel Pearson that we haven't mentioned is last night they they kept cutting the camera to him <laughs> in the stands watching on, and it was interesting to see the body language sat next to CEO Mark Ashton there because yeah. Ashton is someone he's going to have to work very closely with, and that's going to be an interesting watch in itself. But, but yeah, uh, Mark Ashton looked very excited about everything, and Nigel Pearson was quite cool, and uh, his demeanour yeah, betrayed some, somebody who was just taking it easily. Well, it is an interesting, wasn't it? Because Nigel Pearson, he always looks calm when he delivered his now infamous ostrich line. He says everything so calmly. It makes it sort of more cutting, doesn't it? But I noticed that as well. That is going to be a very interesting relationship because before head coaches and Nigel Pearson's manager, that's an important thing to point out, but before head coaches have been accused of being yes men to Mark Ashton, but Nigel Pearson's not going to be that, is it? Is he? And, and is that something that we've seen because he's been appointed as manager, not head coach? I think it's an interesting one, isn't it? I- yeah, I don't. There's no way you can accuse him of being that, is there? He, he's never been a yes man. He's, I think, well, it's reported that he's fallen out with several of the club administrations he's been at before. He didn't get on with Mel Morris. He didn't. He didn't get on with the Leicester owners in his first spell there when he left. But he, but he has been willing to work with all manner of of, of club hierarchies, going to 
Watford and, and knowing very well what he was in for there. So I don't think he's got anything to worry about, particularly at Bristol City, but he will have to get a handle on things. Obviously, he'll have to be able to balance yeah, the, the role of Mark Ashton and obviously Ashton does all the negotiation on contracts and transfers and everything. And he's going to have to develop that into a working relationship. And if it doesn't, um, if that doesn't transpire, then yeah, there's going to be problems in the longer term. But um, hopefully, hopefully they, they can, yeah, do, do the business together. And yeah, as you say, I, I, I just think that all of that stuff is, yeah, very interesting in terms of his new title as manager. Obviously, the last few guys have been head coach and, that's something we'll be asking about today, actually, at his press conference. Who's who? Who suggested that? I suggest maybe Pearson, but but does it? Yeah, but then again, him coming into the club, I'm not sure if it does. But it's an interesting side point. Um, what What about these rumours about Mark Ashton being linked to Ipswich Town? Don't know anything on that. I've seen seen some stuff, and we're always digging for for information and, and finding out what's what's true, what's not, and maybe we have to keep an eye on that. But yeah, nothing we know about. Mm, interesting. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. I did see the social media sphere was getting very excited uh, the other day. I think it was Sunday that was doing the rounds. But like you say, I've not heard anything solid about that. Well, can I push you then, Gregor, for a prediction on Saturday against Swansea? Uh, it's hard, isn't it? Because it is actual Nigel, Nigel Pearson's actual first game in charge. Do you think the players are going to carry on responding to him? Do you think he's going to galvanise them? And like you say, pull everything together? Because I think there has been a bit of discontent from what we've heard. So is is he the man to do this, do you think, going forward? Yeah, definitely. I, I think you look back at the Swansea game earlier in the season, it was 1-1, wasn't it? And pretty close. And, and the last few games have been pretty close as well. Obviously only a 1-0 defeat last time, I think, over at the Liberty Stadium. And Jeju missed a penalty that game. So um, Dean Holden could have got a result then. And that was his only loss in that caretaker period, if you remember last season. So I think it'll be close again. I do think Swansea are maybe slightly better though than, than City. But then, of course, you've got to factor in the new manager bounce. Might the, the good feeling in the club carry over and, and help them grab a result at the weekend is possible just to throw in the old XG stats it was their best expected goals return last night for since Wickham at, um, at home on Boxing Day so yeah get the XG back the, in there <laughs> yeah be, best attacking performance for quite some time one one uh, yeah 1. 1.8 uh, goals expected from their attacks last night so so yeah, that's that's something to for for them to um, take on board and and hints that, that that things are going to be better and yeah, expecting it to carry on at the weekend. I could, I could see them getting a draw there. Let's get a price boost for you then on that game from Mansion Bet. Robins at the gate, proudly sponsored by Mansion Bet, your favourite place to bet. Bristol City to win one nil, two nil, or two one. It was seven to two, and now at the time of recording, it's four to one. And football price boost for Bristol City to score in both halves was five to one, now six to one. So get involved with Mansion Bet if you'd like to have a look and please gamble responsibly. It's been quite the week for Bristol City then, and uh, we'll be back next week after the Swansea game 
to reflect on that what a difference a week makes like we said uh, thank you Gregor as always for your time and uh, look forward to seeing what happens when you speak to Nigel Pearce which is happening later today so we recorded this on Wednesday morning if you're wondering why we aren't talking about when we spoke to Nigel Pearce and that's because we haven't yet um, and then we'll be back after Swansea at the weekend thanks as always Gregor thank you for listening and if you're listening on your chosen podcast platform uh, please sub- subscribe to us as well and that way you will never miss an episode we'll catch you next week Robins at the Gate. Proudly sponsored by Mansion Bet, your favourite place to bet. Always bet on red with Mansion Bet. 18 plus, be gambler aware. Please subscribe and review us wherever you get your podcasts.